Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bobby's Bites. I'm sorry about last week's um, kerfuffle with the uh, the podcast. I'm going to figure out how to make a schedule. Maybe I'm going to do it in the in the middle of the week or the beginning of the week. But in either way, I have just, it's a it's a whole, it's a new thing this this whole podcast business and working out working out the kinks. So, without further ado, so this week's parsha is Parsha's Balak. And in this week's parsha, we have a situation where the Jews are at the border of the land of Moab, and Balak, the king of, of that nation, he's unhappy about, about that. And so what he wants to do is he wants to get an upper hand over the, over the Jews. So he, so he calls his friend, Bilaam, who's a, who's a non-Jewish prophet, to curse the Jews. And what happens is, is Bilaam is unable to curse the Jews because they're, they're favorable in God's eyes. And so he devises a plan. And, you know, when he, every time he tries to curse the Jews, as I should say, he ends up blessing them, right? And so he devises a plan to make the Jews unfavorable in God's eyes. So at which point he can then deliver his curse. And what happens is, is the Jews um, are seduced by various women and they and they serve amongst other things they do amongst other things sorry uh they serve this idol called the Baal Peor who who's by serving him or it rather by serving it they do it through defecation which is quite odd um but yes so that's what happens and Pinchas says Pinchas is like this is not cool this is completely absurd we, we, I can't stand by so what does he do one of the the, lead, the, the leaders of the tribes of the, 12, of the 12 tribes of Israel is doing this in public with, with, uh, with uh, uh, I think a Moabite woman and he kills him right in the act and that's the, the Parsha now the Sikha that we learn this week the Rebbe discusses the, this the Parsha Balak in addition, how it relates to the Haftorah. The Haftorah is the prophetic writings. And they were instituted as a time to, uh, to, to read at a, at, a, at a time when the Jews were forbidden from reading the Torah. So to substitute the Torah reading that would have been, they added um, or they, they instituted reading the prophetic writings that were similar to the, the Torah portion of that time, thematically connected. So this week's Torah, so this week's Torah, how is it thematically connected? So how is it thematically connected? Well, we'll see. So the Rebbe said that there's a connection between the last, the conclusion of Balak and the beginning of this Torah. In the beginning, of, so in the beginning of the, of the Torah, the Jews are there's this, uh, this verse says the remnant of Yaakov will be in the midst of the nations. They will not hope for man nor expect from a mortal man. So that's, that's the verse. And what does that mean? Well, this, this is given at a time where the, it's a prophecy for, for how, for being at the foot, at the, at the foothold or at the, at the stage just before Mashiach comes, um, which, is, which is an experience of, the, 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 we will not hope, have, we will not hope from man, we will have not expect anything from man, nor expect anything from a mortal. And this prophecy of being right before 
Mashiach comes. So Mashiach hasn't been fundamentally identified, but it is, uh, it is just before Mashiach comes and redeems the world um, from the exile in which we're in, is a similar position in which the Jews find themselves in the desert where they're about to enter the land of Israel. Okay, fine. So this idea of, well, they won't hope in, they won't hope in, in mortal man, they won't trust in, in man, what does this mean? So it's not that they 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 they're not they they won't trust people right but rather it is it is a revelation of divine ideology. What does that mean? So there's 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 a verse that says, "And God, your Lord, will bless you in everything that you do." And this idea is that you have to do something right. So you you have to fundamentally do something in life, right? And, and we need money to survive and we, we, we need certain things. You need food on your table and so on and so forth. So you have to do something to get all those things to exist in a adaptive manner to the world. So you have to do something and God should bless you in all that you do. So in that manner that we, we have an imperative to work in the world, to find a job, to find um, a livelihood and to, and, and to create a livelihood for us. And when we do that, whatever it, whatever it is that we find to do, God will bless us. But this idea of not trusting in man is that you, are, that you don't see man's actions as, as somebody helping you. Rather, they're, they're for God. They're, rather, it's, it's all driven by God. It's, it's, we're not, we're not relying on other people to give us our livelihood, to give us our blessing. Yes, we have to work with them, but fundamentally it's driven by God. And this, there's, there's two fundamental, I guess, philosophies with this. One person who, you know, you have, to, you have an imperative to find a job, all that you do, right? So they, they do it. And then... There and, and and this is in order to fulfill God's 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 command God's commandments, but they they see the world as naturally uh, the world as significant. Whereas another person, there is nothing other than God. Everything that one does is completely to to fill to 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 fulfill God's will. So this idea of not trusting in man is not trusting in the natural or, order of the world. Not having a significance for the natural order of the world. So the way in which things work in this world, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't see God actively, right? We have to look for God. And so this level of, of, trust, of trusting God, is, of trusting in man, is when one sees the conduit by which he receives his livelihood as significant, as something that is important of itself. And then you know, there is the commandments of the, of, of the Torah. So those two things, so there is, I'm, I'm working, and I'm working to fulfill, the command, to fulfill the commandments. Then the other one is, I'm just fulfilling God's will. I'm just doing this. And this is a level beyond the trust in man, which is where, every, where there's only godliness. You're only fulfilling God's will. It's nullified. You're, you, you yourself are nullified to God's will. And this, I think, is an important idea because today in life we live uh, in a capitalist society and that's not bad. But what is bad is this importance on work, this importance on people's livelihood. And 
when you ask somebody, what do they do? They say, I do, ta- I do accounting or I do, uh, well, I don't know, um, whatever, like let's say banking or construction, etc. But that's not what you do, right? That's something that you, that, that you do, but it's not everything that you do. It's not everything who you are. And fundamentally, in, in, this, in today's society, we have this interesting misappropriation of, of, of career choices that people choose and their existential meaning of who they are and what, they, and, and what that means. And so they value themselves. They val- and, and as a result, they value existence by virtue of the monetary gains that they get through their job. And you see this today, that you, you, people who have money are famed, people who have money are, are, are revered, right? But that's not talking about any of their, any of their you know, interpersonal conducts, their characteristics, uh, their, their moral sensitivity, the, their, chari- their charitableness, etc. right? It's just the fact that they were able to get money. They were able to somehow or another make a good conduit for Hashem. Uh, sorry, for, 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 bless- for money to arrive at their door. The, the other aspect is that you don't trust in man. You don't, tr- you, you don't see this world as significant. The whole thing is to fulfill God's will. That means that whatever job you do, it doesn't define you. Whatever job you have, it's not the be all and end all. Yes, you make money, but you could very well make money cleaning toilets or you can make money do- doing banking. And however you make money, that's, that's fine. That's good. And you have to do something because you have to survive and you, ha- you, you have to give charity. And, and if you're malnourished, if you don't have what to eat, then you can't serve Hashem, right? And you can't do His will. So you have to do these things. But to what extent do they have precedence in your mind? Not that much. Meaning that to the extent in which you have to, have to serve Hashem. They're only for serving Hashem. It's, it's a subjugation to a greater will, which is that... The job doesn't define you. It's not who you are. It is significant in some way in that it is something that you need to have, but on its own, it's not significant. You don't serve, you don't serve these things. You don't, you don't sacrifice your life for the job. And you see this today. People sacrifice really their love, their, their lives for their, for, for, the, for their job. And that's how I think this is connected. But... Additionally, what happens is, is when you see this nature as, as significant in its, in, its own, in its own right, you start, one starts to be absorbed in the nature. One starts to become bound by the, the laws of nature. And that's by virtue of the ideology. The ideology that drives one or the other is the first where you have, you trust in man. Right, the first where you, where the nature is significant is completely by rational dictates. So you have to have a job, okay? So you make a calculation: what job should I have? How should how should I do it? If I work X amount of hours, how many dollars will I make? And what and and so on and so forth, right? And then when that becomes significant, right? When you when that becomes a, a serious significance in your, in your mind, it takes away from what your life actually is, which is not to just be a worker. And the other respect is just above rational. It's just an irrational, complete nullification to God's will to make 
God's ways, your ways, in, every, in, in all the things that you do, right? In every way that you go, that, that there should be this manifestation of God, whether it be in the workplace, whether it be at the bakery, whether it be at the gym and so on and so forth. There's no difference between any of those things. There's only the way in which you act that is to, that is to fulfill God's will. The, on the other extreme, then, then when, when, you, when you live in the rational framework where you have to have these things and these are fundamentally important, important in their own right, then you start bowing to these things. And this is the Baal Peor, which is that, there's way, that, that the, the materiality of this world is the waste, of, is the waste product of the divine realm. Uh, of the angels, of, of divinity, right? The only reason we have this world, we have finite existence, is to make it infinite, is to bring light down to earth. But when you start to bow, to bow down to the, to, to, to the conduit, right? when you start to bow down to, to, to serve the job, the workplace, as it, as God, God forbid, then you serve it by virtue of waste. It becomes waste. And you, I think this is significant also in the sense of how, how unhappy people are when they make money. And not, sorry, not when they make money, but there's many accounts of people who've, you know, they've chased money all their lives. And at some point, right, they realize that, wow, this is really nothing. And they have nothing because that's not what life is about. And the way that Torah teaches us that life is about is to serve, is to serve God in, in, all, in all his ways, to bring godliness into this world, to bring light into this world. That's our existence. That's what it's about. And when you lose sight of that, when you make your own rational calculations of how things should work and in, 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 in put significance into the natural world, that's when, that's when you lose sight of the true meaning of life. And it's essentially serving waste by virtue of doing waste it means nothing right and then this is the connection between this is the connection between the end of balak and and the haftorah which is that pinchas goes and he kills the 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 leader committing the sin in front of everybody which is beyond reason he went above and beyond the call of nature because even if he even if he would have asked to do it, he wouldn't have necessarily been been allowed to do it. He went above and beyond. So here we have two the, the instance of uh, of someone serving the Balpur, which is by virtue of trust in man, by virtue of 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 this rational of this you know serving materiality and thus through waste. And Pinchas comes and he says, no, it's only it it, it it's you have to do an you have to do an above rational commitment to God. You, have, the, the, you, can't serve, you can't serve these things. They're not worthwhile. They're not it. Nature isn't it. And it's through this nullification of self in which we join the natural world with the supernatural world, in which we take what we do and we create it or, or form it into a super rational vision of the world. And, and, which, and at which point in time you see that you don't trust in man, but there's only God. Because, it does, because yes, you have to work with people. Yes, you have to talk to people. 
but for the sole reason of making God's will your will and making it manifest in this world. And that's what existence is about. It's not about what you do. It's not about, it, it's about how you do it. And it doesn't matter where you do it. It just matters that you bring morality, ethics, and divinity into this world. And I hope I, I summed it up well. But the point is, is you, fundamentally, that you have to have trust in Hashem. You have to have trust in God that whatever you do, however you do it, it's God that guides your steps. It's God that, that allows you to be fruitful, to be successful, to, to be everything you need to be. Whatever calculations you have, they're nice and they, they might be good, but they're just your calculations. They're subject to a limitation of your own reason. And it is, it is you who has the power to say, you know what? It's just nature. This is just natural, but fundamentally what's important is only God and only God's will and making that manifest. And I just want to put an aside that it's interesting right now. We have this the, the, in, in this world, people are, are quitting their jobs, right? The great uh, resignation. People are quitting their jobs because they're, they're not unhappy. It's not meaningful to them, right? Because it, it doesn't mean anything to them. There's no value. There's, no, there's nothing that they can read that's everlasting because it's just a job. But because the world places so much importance on the job, you have religions about this, communism, socialism, capitalism. They're not, they're, they're economic and political ideologies, but they essentially are. People die for them. People die for communism. People die for capitalism. And Carl, Karl Marx said, you know, that at a certain point, there will be an alienation of the worker. The worker will say, you know, I don't, I don't feel... Uh, I don't see the product coming out of me. I don't feel val like uh, I don't see any result in the product coming out. There's an alienation from the worker from the actual product, and as a result, he will be depression. He will be depressed and not want to work, and so on and so forth. And that's the the, the disintegration of the working class, right? And that's the the argument for capitalism, for anti-capitalism. But the the point that we have here is it's not about the product, and it was never about the product which is the Balpur, the Balpur is the product. No, what we do is we have to do things in this world. We have to develop things. We have to produce things. Fine, but they're not the end result. The end result is bringing godliness into this world. And that's where these, uh, these ideologies fundamentally disintegrate because they lose the meaning. They lose sight of the whole purpose of, of it, which is to build a dwelling place for God in, in this world. All right, good Shabbos.